0: This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, Episode 33, Can Pain Be Your Superpower? In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become Unstoppable Body and Mind. Hello, my friends. Today, I'm going to talk to you about how pain can be seen a little differently, how pain can actually be seen as a gift, a benefit, or even a superpower. But let me also say to start that some people might not be in a place where they're ready to hear this, where it doesn't sound very logical. If you're right in the thick of a lot of pain, It probably doesn't even seem like this could be possible in some ways. I thought of a couple of analogies. First, when I was pregnant and just about to have the baby, you know, kind of counting down the days. And people would make comments like, oh, just be grateful. You know, you'll be so much busier once you have the baby. But I was so uncomfortable. (laughs) I was like, you don't get it. Like, I want this baby out yesterday. And so when people would make comments like that, it was just kind of annoying. (laughs) I also remember sometimes people making comments when I had very small children. And I had four kids in five and a half years. So we had a lot of small children at once and things were very hectic for a number of years, I would say. So if people would make a comment on a particularly difficult day for me, If they said something like, oh, just enjoy it, this time goes so fast, before you know it, they'll be out of the house and you'll be missing them. And I just felt like they had no sense of reality. They obviously did not remember what it was like. I didn't know how I could possibly enjoy it because every day was so emotionally and physically draining And I kind of just wanted to punch them in the face. (laughs) So if this podcast finds you that way, if you find that you have a little bit of anger or you're not quite ready for it, remember this is kind of a longer term perspective. Keep doing the work. We love you. You're doing great. Listen to this one later. What I'm sharing today is just what a lot of people who have come out the other side of figuring out their chronic pain and disease have expressed, and that is a sense of gratitude. And not just gratitude that the pain is over and they've come out the other side, but gratitude that they had the pain in their life in the first place, that they had the gift of pain. Now, if you're still confused about how this could be possible, we'll start by understanding pain. The first thing about pain is that all humans have pain. All of us are supposed to have pain. And pain is a normal part of life. We live in a culture that teaches us that we shouldn't feel pain, that we should try to feel happy all the time. Part of this is because then they can sell more things that they say will make us happy. And part of it, I think, is just a general belief that we shouldn't be in pain. But pain is absolutely a necessary part of life. Pain has a purpose. That purpose is to alert us. It's like the check engine light on your car to tell you that something is going wrong. If you're walking on something sharp and cut your foot and felt some pain, you would know not to continue to walk in that place where you could cause more damage to your foot. If you had your hand on a hot stove, you would feel pain signals telling you to remove your hand immediately. It would just happen that quickly. Pain is to alert you that there is danger. Now, what about disease? I talk about chronic pain and chronic disease. And we hear a lot about how diseases can be genetic, how people in the family tend to have similar diseases. But research in epigenetics shows that our genes can change because of environments. Joe Dispenza has even shown several different genetic traits that he measured in people that changed after a three-day meditation retreat. People were changing their genes, like the genetics kinds of genes, in case that was confusing. Maybe all of those people in the same family that have that genetic condition also have similar thought patterns, similar beliefs, emotional tendencies or coping strategies. Environment can play a huge role in disease regardless of genetics. The more we learn about chronic pain and chronic disease through neuroscience, the more it is evident that we cannot look at these things as purely physiological and just a cause and effect relationship with something structural. Often we look at pain as a warning signal to that area of the body that we should be concerned about. But more and more neuroscience research is finding that chronic pain originates not from the body in that area, but from the brain. Pain is more like an emotion, an emotion that comes from our thoughts and is felt in the body. Now think about our thoughts. We have 60 to 70,000 thoughts produced by our magnificent thought producing organ, our brain and up to 95% of them are subconscious, meaning we're not even like consciously aware that we're thinking them, but they can still produce emotions. These emotions don't come to our awareness either. They're automatically blocked out, they're filtered, because they are usually thoughts that we think that we shouldn't think. Thoughts about anger, thoughts about rage, thoughts about sadness, thoughts about self-pity, These emotions that we create are never felt, they're stuffed down. It's like holding a beach ball underwater. We try to repress these emotions as much as we can, but sometimes, inevitably, they rebound up. And although we're not expressing that rage, we're feeling pain in our back, or we have GI symptoms or chronic fatigue. Our brain is a sufficient machine filtering out these useless thoughts and feelings for us But sometimes they have to be acknowledged. They have to be felt. And pain is our clue for that. Especially people who are perfectionists, who try to always make other people happy, people pleasers, people wanting to be seen as good, it takes such an emotional toll. And that will show up as disease or pain in the body. You already know that subconscious emotions can be felt in the body. You might have gotten embarrassed at some point and began to blush without consciously meaning to. You might have had a certain level of emotion at some time that tears started coming out of your eyes. You had an emotion that created a physical response in your body. And you might have or you might know someone who has gotten very nervous before a performance to the point that their stomach hurt or maybe even threw up. Emotions can cause physical effects in the body, and they can cause pain that is felt in the body. So when you start learning about pain this way, and the work involved with healing it, you dive deep into what is really going on for you emotionally. And this helps you in so many ways. You overcome fears. You grow. You improve your relationships with yourself and with others. You develop coping skills, ways to calm yourself in times of stress. You come to see emotions as part of life and nothing to be scared of. You've got to feel it to heal it, and these emotions have got to be addressed. The amazing thing is that your body knows the answers. You can write, you can ask it, and just start writing whatever comes to your head. Write down all of the emotional things that you are feeling, those words that you wanted to say to someone but didn't, the emotions you were never allowed to show when you were a child, anything past or present that comes to mind, write it down. This is your guide, this is your clue to how to address these things for healing. And doing this work really not only benefits yourself, it affects your loved ones and those around you you gain the benefit of doing this work and becoming a stronger version of yourself, but then you're not carrying your pain to others around you by not addressing it. So for me, I've had some on and off rib pain for about 16 years. And at this point, I know that when I have it, it's a signal to me of my self-worth. And when I feel that warning signal, I can check in with myself. I can find out what's going on for me emotionally. So if I'm not loving my body at that moment, instead of me not addressing this or realizing that it's there, I might have started to criticize my daughter or talk negatively about myself in front of her. But knowing this about myself and having that signal... It brings it to my attention so I can have some awareness and become the person that I want to be in that moment and break that pattern of disdain or self hate and not project it into my future and onto others. And in those moments, I try to have compassion for myself. I try to imagine myself like a child that I love and that I understand and I acknowledge that I'm struggling with my self worth. And I don't try to coach myself immediately out of it and say, well, look at all the positive things. I really take a moment to acknowledge the emotion that's there and even allow it to release rather than trying to resist it or trying to push it down. I think that's pretty powerful. My body gives me all kinds of clues and signals as to what to be on the lookout for, what to check in for, and I can go to the page and write down what my answers are. Now, I'm making it sound simple. I mean, it is simple. It's not easy, because feeling these emotions are things we want to avoid. But it is our path to freedom. I love how Glennon Doyle describes her relationship to pain in her book, Untamed. So I'm going to read you some of it. She says, I learned I'd never be free from pain. But I could be free from the fear of pain, and that was enough. I finally stopped avoiding fires long enough to let myself burn. And what I learned is that I am like the burning bush. The fire of pain won't consume me. I can burn and burn and live. I can live on fire. I'm fireproof. I can use pain to become. I'm here to become a truer, more beautiful version of myself again and again forever. To be alive is to be in a perpetual state of revolution. Whether I like it or not, pain is the fuel of revolution. Life is alchemy, and emotions are the fire that turns me to gold. I will continue to become only if I resist extinguishing myself a million times a day. If I can sit there, In the fire of my own feelings, I will keep becoming. This is why every great spiritual teacher tells us the same story about humanity and pain. Don't avoid it. You need it to evolve, to become, and you are here to become. Pain is not tragic. Pain is magic. Suffering is tragic. Suffering is what happens when we avoid pain and consequently miss our becoming. What scares me a lot more than pain is living my whole life and missing my becoming. Okay, (laughs) that was long, I know, but I love it. Pain is not tragic, pain is magic, it transforms us. It is the fuel of our revolution. It is absolutely part of life. This is why people say pain is the best thing that happened to them. It brought them to this work. It made them the people that they are. It taught them to overcome issues they didn't even know they had, issues that would affect the way they interact with others. Pain teaches them not to react to fight or flight in the same way. So in times of crisis, there are more tools in their toolkit compared to those who have not trained themselves to be calm in fear. They have cues for stress management. They might know to cue into their neck pain and realize that they're overdoing it. Pain teaches them coping skills and how to navigate stressful situations. Pain teaches them not to be scared of feeling emotions and how to resolve things from their past. Pain tells them something needs checking or changing. It's like a cheat sheet to life extra clues to what is going on that other people don't always get pain can be a gift pain can be a superpower if you've been working on this and need some personal help with your situation go to my website bodyandmindlifecoach.com where you can message me and also check me out on instagram bodyandmindlifecoach Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.